0: I really had in my heart tonight that share along the lines of times of refreshing. Now, we all know that there's times in our lives where we need to be refreshed, where it feels like we are running a little bit on E. Let me ask anybody in here that has a car have you ever had to refuel your car? It's not good. To try to drive your car by faith when it's on E for days and days. You know, you got to go refuel the car or you're not going to get to your destination. and Not very far. You're not going to get very Well, you're rhyming tonight. You're not going to get very far in your car if you don't go and refuel it. And then I see some of you you got out your little iPhone iPhones in your devices there that you, I know you're looking at your Bible. You would not be testing in <laughs> church, right? So I you know we we have all have our little devices and perhaps you've had the misfortune of you know, you're talking on the phone and you don't have your charger and all of a sudden you see it goes into the red zone. And on a little bit later there's nobody there. Oh, man. Oops. Oops. We lost the power. And when you lose the power on your device, you can't get in touch with those hundreds of apps that you have on there. And you can't talk to the person that you were trying to talk to. So I was thinking about this message. Wouldn't it be interesting if we had a little battery on our forehead? that let me see your phone Kimberly we had a little battery on our phone head on our phone head (laughs) help me Jesus (laughs) what in the world thank you Jesus a battery on our phone head what was I trying to say a phone battery and it's a spiritual battery and people look at it and they can tell whether you're full or in the red zone what would your phone head battery look like (laughs) what would it look like is it in the red zone or is it fully charged in, spiritually? And that's a good question for all of us. We've all had those times when we're a lot more full, a lot more charged than others. And I know it's not just for me, but I just sensed hey, tonight we just need to charge our batteries. We just need to spend some time in His presence. And like Pastor said, awesome worship tonight. We've already had a great start. If you were here this morning, I know you got a real boost in the realm of the spirit. What a powerful message that we have, but isn't it good to know we can't overdose on the presence of God. (laughs) We can never (coughs) say, Oh, I was in his presence yesterday. I don't need him today. No, every day we need to be re-energized. We need to be recharged, refreshed, Renewed and revived in his presence. Notice I'm using a lot of re words. If you put re in the front of a lot of our English words. And in this language that I try to speak that I don't always do well in. If you put re in front of repeat. What does that mean? Do it again. I am not going to ask for a show of hands. Because everybody in this congregation is quick sharp and bright and good looking and so none of you have ever had to repeat a grade in school because you're quick, sharp bright and good looking. Pastor almost did. He had that report card that he boasts about in high school where he had all F's and a D minus and his D minus was in religion but he didn't have to repeat the grade (laughs) but repeat means you gotta do it again. again. So this is what I've got for tonight that we need to get in his presence again and again and again. Amen? And there's so many benefits of getting in his presence. Let's start out by looking tonight at Acts chapter three, verse nineteen. Really a good idea to read the word. How about that? <laughs> Acts three, nineteen and the amplified. So repent well you know that's a reword too did you know you don't just have to repent once how many of you since you've been born again you've never ever had to repent again all right altar call right now for liars because i know some things he did yesterday that he should have repented of (laughs) no repent It's not like we live under condemnation, but as believers, when we're sensitive in our heart to the Lord and we grieve Him or we step out of the love walk... What do we do? We repent and we say, Lord, I'm sorry. We change our mind and our purpose. We turn around and return to God that our sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. And this is the really awesome part. That times of refreshing and recovering from the effects of heat, from reviving with fresh air. Where's it going to come from? From the presence of the Lord. So we're not going to just skip to that part. If you've got something in your heart you need to make right with the Lord, then repent if you need to. You don't have to go searching and seeking for things. But when we're in fellowship with the Lord, we know we've got the Spirit of God on the inside of us. And we know if we've grieved Him, if we've said something we shouldn't have said. So repent if you need to. Change if you need to. Turn around If you need to turn around, says to me, you might be going in the wrong direction. You might be on the wrong road. You might be in the wrong vocation. I don't know if you're not married and you're dating somebody and it's just not quite right. You could be in the wrong relationship. Whatever it may be, you might need to turn around and change some things. If you're trying to get to L.A. and all you see are signs for Seattle, guess what? You might need to turn around. You're going the wrong direction. You definitely turn around. need to turn around. If the signs just keep saying you're getting closer and closer to Seattle, you're not going to get to L.A. unless you turn around. Folks, we've got the Holy Ghost that will help us stay on the right path stay in tune with the Holy Spirit I remember one time Olivia was about four I think at the time and we were down visiting them and and Pastor Papa and I decided that we'd take her to the beach John and Lindy were working and so we made our way to the beach just fine but on the way home she was wanting McDonald's or something so we got off of the road we knew and we were looking for McDonald's and then guess what? We got lost. If you get lost down in Orange County or L.A. and get on the wrong freeway, especially at rush hour, you're in trouble. So Olivia's sitting back there. We're trying to figure out where we're at. And she goes just like this in her car seat, like three or four years old. She puts her arms like this. I said, "Livy, we're lost. We're, I'm sorry, honey, we're lost. And she had to go to the bathroom, you know, like kids always do when something's going on. She just like put her arm, arms like this. Oh, Grammy. You should have asked Siri. You should have asked Siri. That's what she said. At three or four. She was so disgusted. You should have asked Siri. Kind of like, are you kidding me? You don't have to be lost. Don't you know you got help on your phone? Ask Siri. (laughs) A three or four year old. And you know, some Christians, we're on the wrong road. Can be on the wrong road. We don't have to ask Siri. For heaven's sake, ask the Holy Ghost. He's got we got a guide on the inside. So if we do need to turn around, we got a helper. Ask him. You don't like where you're at or where you're heading? Ask him and he'll turn you around. He'll set your feet on solid ground and put you on the right right path. So we see here there if we need to repent, If we need to change some things, if we need to turn around, we can do that. And what's the result going to be? Then what's going to happen is we're going to get refreshed. And we're going to recover from the effects of heat. If you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, sometimes you're in the midst of a fiery trial. It can get kind of hot, right? And heated. But this verse says, we'll do what it says. We'll have recovery from the effects of heat. One time it says here, times of refreshing. One translation says, seasons of refreshing. Seasons change. There's a new we're in a new season. We're supposed to be in spring. I'm not sure. Is it spring yet? It doesn't feel like it. But you know, seasons do change in The natural and seasons change in the realm of the spirit. He said, if you do what I've told you to do, you're going to have a time. You're going to have a season of refreshing, of recovery. Doesn't that sound good? It just sounds good to say refresh and revive. Hallelujah. I can remember. And of course, I use my little farm illustrations a lot, but that's, hey, that's who I am. That's what I know. I remember on the farm in July particularly, it's so hot in Oklahoma. And one of the tasks in the summer was to haul hay. There's different kinds of hay, but alfalfa hay was the most yummy, I guess, for the cows. But it also, it's got all this little stuff in it that just sticks to you. When you go to lift up a bell of hay, I didn't lift the bell of hay, but I drove the pickup truck and my brothers were on the trailer and it would just get all over you and by by the time you were done stuff was sticking to your hot sweaty body but this says we can have recovery from the effects of heat and you know what we would do a lot of times we'd go jump in the arkansas river Or jump in the pond after we'd been hauling hay. And get wash all that stuff off of you. You know, it kind of goes with what Pastor preached today on the way to Rome. But really what he was talking about was shake it off. Shake it off. When you get in the presence of the Lord, you can just shake off all that stuff that's trying to stick to you. Isn't that good? Let's just do that again. I liked it so much today. Shake it off. Recover. From the effects of heat. Don't let things stick to you anymore. Be refreshed in his presence. Just listen to these definitions of refresh. It makes me happy. To restore. To revive. Listen to this one. To fill up again. To replenish. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) To give new freshness. Or brightness? Could anybody stand to be replenished tonight? Could anybody stand to be refreshed? Hallelujah. Well, you're in the right place at the right time. I love these verses about being renewed and being revived and being refreshed. Very familiar one is found over in Psalms 92 verse 10. I like this particular verse out of the King James Version. It says this, But my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. Then read that last part with me. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Not maybe, not if God's in a mood, a good mood. No, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Everybody lift your hand and let's say that together. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Fresh oil brings refreshing. Listen to just some of these definitions of fresh. Recently produced, not preserved. Having just arrived, invigorating like fresh mountain air. There's nothing more clean and more invigorating than getting out in the country or getting out in the mountains. And the air is so clean and it's so fresh. And this says being fresh Fresh is like getting invigorated with fresh mountain air. Well, there's fresh air in this place tonight. And it's the air of heaven. It's the atmosphere of heaven. The atmosphere of heaven is clean and it's pure and it's just oozing with life. There's no death in heaven. There's no death in God. He's pure life. He's pure love. And we get into his presence and we breathe in That air. Hallelujah. And we get invigorated. We get revived. God has always been into fresh. He's not into stale. Just think about with the children of Israel. Every single day they had to gather fresh manna. God never runs a a special in heaven that says, well, I got some day old bread. For you today. If heaven were a supermarket, everything would be fresh produce. There wouldn't be any canned goods full of preservatives that have had a 20 year shelf life. No! Fresh manna. So when we come into God's presence, he never says, I don't feel like cooking today. Let me see if I can find you some leftovers. No, he's always got a fresh word for us. He's always got fresh strength for us. He's always got fresh anointing for us. He's got fresh peace, joy, whatever you need. It's always fresh. It's new. His mercies are new every single morning. His compassion is new every single day. Aren't you thankful that His mercy and His grace never runs out? He doesn't have to tap into yesterday. He's got a brand new batch for us every single day. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? He wants to revive us. He wants to refresh us every single day. Another scripture in Psalms, Psalms 85 6, this one out of the Amplified. The psalmist David said this. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? There's another reword. Revive us again. Tells me, can't be revived if you've never been vibed. Hallelujah. What does it mean to be vibed? It means that you've received Jesus into your heart. Jesus vibed us. You know, the very word vibe there comes from vivid. It's the same root word. What's vivid? Full of life, lively, bright and brilliant hallelujah that's what happens when we get born again we get vibe glory to god we get full of the life of god we look different we're brighter we're quick we're sharp we're bright hallelujah we're brilliant hallelujah when we get full of the life of god Then listen to these. I'm giving you a lot of definitions tonight. But it's just expounding on being refreshed. I'm not repeating myself because I forgot what I said. I'm reiterating a point so we can just drive it home. Listen to these definitions of revive. To bring back to life or consciousness. To impart new health, vigor, or spirit into Listen to this one to bring back to life something that threatens to become a corpse. (laughs) To bring back to life something that threatens to become a corpse. There's too many Christians that are right on the edge of just being dead. You know, sometimes not in this church, but in some churches or watch it on TV or something. I'm like, oh, Lord. Help that poor pastor. I see dead people out there. I mean, they're just no response, no life, but not in this place. We're been revived, Woo! renewed, refreshed. Hallelujah. When we come to him, he does the reviving. He does the refreshing. That's part, his part. Our part is to come. Our part is to sit at his feet, to take the opportunity and to take the time to wait on him. The Bible tells us over in Isaiah chapter 40. Again, I'm sure you're familiar with all of these scriptures, but the word is good. And it bears repeating. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29. I'm going to read it again out of the Amplified. He get well, you know what? Let's look at verse 28. I don't think I had that one down, but I like 28, too. If we could back up. Isaiah 40, 28. Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? He doesn't faint. ...or grow weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Thank God our God doesn't faint. Thank God he's faithful. Always the same. He never ever changes. His word is forever settled in heaven. Now let's look at verse 29. He gives power to the faint. See I find it interesting... That it said in the previous verse, he doesn't faint and he doesn't get weary, but he knows that we living in this life and the stuff that we have to deal with the attacks of the enemy and just everyday stuff. He knows we're going to get tempted to faint and to get weary, but he's already got a solution. He gives power to the faint and the weary. And to him who has no might, oh, don't you like this? What does he do? He increases strength, causing it to multiply and making it abound. Oh, let's lift our hands and just say, Lord, I thank you for your strength. I receive it now. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah. And he didn't just add it. He says he multiplies and makes it a pound. Glory to God. Glory to God. That makes me happy. Because there are some days I don't feel very strong in my physical body. I don't feel very strong, maybe in my mind, and sometimes not even strong in my spirit. But I can say, "Thank you, Lord, in Your presence." There's fullness of joy and the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I'm going to bless your name. I'm going to praise your name. I'm going to rejoice in you. And while I'm rejoicing in you, that joy is welling up on the inside of me and I'm getting stronger. You're causing my strength. To multiply and make it abound, running over. I'm not running over with weakness. I'm overflowing with strength. The strength of the Lord. This is a good promise. We need to take it. Hallelujah. Then he goes on here in verse 30. I saw something in this today. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. The selected young man shall feebly stumble and fall exhausted you know this strength and this weariness it's not about our natural age there are people that are young people that are teenagers that ought to be full of energy people that are in their 20s that ought to be full of in their energy but this is saying even you shall faint and be weary that's because of the pressure and the stress of life and all the stuff that teenagers gotta deal with now and young people have to deal with now and it drains them. So this is not talking about just because you might be older in age that you're gonna be weak and weary. No, this is saying even young people are gonna be tempted to be weak. And to be weary. And they cannot rely on their own natural physical strength. They cannot rely just on on being young and saying, well, I'm young, I'm vivacious, I'm full of energy. Not necessarily. Everybody at every age has got to learn to say, I'm coming to him. I'm going to draw my strength from him. And he tells us how we're going to get it. Verse 31, those who wait on the Lord, wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him shall change and renew their strength and power. Change and renew. What an exchange program. We go into his presence. Tempted to be weak. Or tempted to be weary. And we can exchange our weakness for his strength. Hallelujah. Woo. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God. There it is. In the secret place of the most high. We abide under the shadow of the almighty. We mount up close to God and we receive like the eagles mount up in the sun. We shall run and not be weary. We shall walk and not faint or even become tired. That's a good promise. I don't know if you know it or not, but that's a good, good promise from our good, good father. And it comes from us waiting in his presence. Waiting, expecting, looking for, and looking to him. What will happen? He'll always impart Renew, revive, refresh, and strengthen us. Anybody else in here hot? I guess it's just me. <laughs> okay. Praise the Lord. We don't want to freeze the saints. Hallelujah. Now, listen to this about waiting, waiting upon the Lord. It's not just waiting idly, not doing anything. It's not just, well, I, you know, I'm just going to wait here and not do anything. It's actually an action word, and it means this to look for, to expect. And I like this one to be, just to be there, but to remain, to stay in a place and a state of anticipation, to stay in a place of anticipation. So it's not Waiting on God because I don't think anything else is going to help or nothing's going to happen. No, it's I'm coming into your presence. I'm looking to you. I'm expecting you to show up and to show out. I'm looking to you. I'm waiting. I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And I'm looking with an outstretched neck. in anticipation of what you're going to do. How you're going to come through for me. Hallelujah. I'm expecting my strength to be renewed. I'm expecting my body to be healed. Hallelujah. I'm waiting on you, Lord. Lord. And I'm expecting answers to my prayers. That's what waiting is expecting and anticipating glory to God. Hallelujah. Waiting in our society has almost become like a lost art. Everybody wants instant gratification. Lord, I'm going to wait on you, but you know, I have 10 minutes and then you know, I have a phone call that I have to make. So let, let's let's make it quick. I need an answer and I need it now. How, it's just all this stuff at our fingertips has created an impatient society. We were talking about our devices earlier. How impatient do we get when we Google something and it's like the little thing is spinning and spinning and spinning up there. And you're like, well, for heaven's sake, it's been five seconds. Come on already. Why is that spinning? Why don't I have this connection? And then we go over to settings. Well, something is wrong. I, that should have come up. It's been 25 seconds now getting impatient. I heard uh, Denise Hagen Burns. She's a uh, Hagen's daughter. And she was uh, preaching at, at winter Bible. And uh, we listened to it online. She was talking about this generation and the young people. It's just so different now. The kids that are coming up and the youth that are coming up and everything so readily available. And we, you know, older ones have bought into that too. But she said this. I thought it was awesome. She said, I believe all the information at a touch of a button has created tons of fear and anxiety in people. Think about that. You get a symptom in your body. Oh, we better Google that. You start going through the whole list of what it could be. And in a little bit, it's like you got a week to live. You know, it's like, this is so serious. And it's like an ingrown toenail or something. And by the time you've Googled everything, you need to have your foot amputated. Information at the touch of a button has created tons of fear and anxiety in people. And she said, this is what she stresses to the young people. Trust God, not Google. (laughs) God knows more than Google. God knows more than what you're going to find on the Internet. We got a guide inside. We need to come into his presence. Hallelujah. He'll show you things to come. He'll give you insight. He'll give you wisdom that you need. He'll give you the direction that you're seeking. Amen. It's inside the word of God. It's in his presence. Now, let me give you a couple more verses on waiting. These all kind of say the same thing, but I want to read them to you. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18 in the Amplified. Therefore, the Lord earnestly waits, expecting, looking and longing to be gracious to you. And therefore he lifts himself up that he may have mercy on you and show loving kindness to you. Listen to this part for the Lord is a God of justice, blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied Are all those who do what earnestly wait on him, who expect, look and long for him. Then listen to this really good for his victory, his favor, his love, his peace, his joy, and his matchless, unbroken companionship. That's telling us, seek the Lord's face. Seek his fellowship. Seek his companionship. And when you do, he said, I'm going to give you victory. I'm going to give you favor. I'm going to show up and I'm going to show out in your life. Then another one over in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 24. Get in the Amplified. The Lord is my portion or my share Says my living being, my inner self. Therefore, I will hope in him. And here it is again. What am I going to do? I'm going to wait expectantly for him. Not just waiting and getting impatient, but waiting with anticipation. Waiting with expectancy for him to show up and to show out. Verse 25. The Lord is good to those who wait. Hopefully and expectantly for him to those who seek him, who inquire of and for him and require him by right of necessity on the authority of God's word. 26. It is good that one should hope in and wait quietly for the salvation, the safety and the ease of the Lord. God is good to those who seek him. God rewards those who will wait upon him, who will come into his presence. We already saw it in Isaiah chapter 40. We know we're going to receive strength. We know that when we come to him, he's going to give us that ability to run and not be weary.